The show is Cage Minds. I'm Micah Frankel. Our guest is Juan Adams. Sir, thank you for the time. First off, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Just grinding every day, working, training, doing it all. Just a little more tired than usual, but it's the name of the game. I'm happy. You know, I found purpose in, in workouts, side of fighting, and, you know, have a renewed vigor for fighting. So just ready to go. We're going to see you back in the cage, San Antonio, Texas, Fury FC, and that's February 6th against Aaron Rosa. Uh, first off, I want to start with asking you, what has it been like returning to Fury FC? That was a promotion where you had most of your amateur experience. What's it been like now returning? You know, it's been great. It was good. Um, you know, a lot of the promotion staff I uh, got to interact with, you know, the Texas licensing committee, you know, I got to work with them again. So it's, it's kind of been like going back home, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I love doing it. They give me fights whenever they can, and they've been able to continually find opponents for me. So I can't complain too much. As you've been kind of reinventing yourself has staying active. How important has that been? It's been very important. You know, um, as you get older, those weight cuts get a little bit harder. So it's helped me really center and kind of compartmentalize and be really uh, strict and diligent in my schedule setting as well as, um, you know, my workout regimen and all that. Being diligent, refocusing, focusing back in on fighting. How long did it take to get to the position where you're at right now? Uh, it took a long time. Uh, obviously, um, probably like 10, 10 or 11 pro fights. Uh, my 10th fight or my what was it yeah my 10th pro fight was really the first time I was able to calm myself from that anxiety during fight camp and even before the fight you know to really calm myself down and you still feel somewhat nervous but uh you know I don't have any issues like getting started now or, or going in there before it would take me you know a few punches to really wake up and uh sometimes it's too late you know <laughs> I know that from uh, when we talked a long time ago when you were with the LFA, a big competitive background, uh, wrestling at a high level. Was there a different kind of anxiety, emotional feeling that, that comes with a cage fight? Yeah, you know, it's something I never really got over when I was wrestling. Uh, even collegiately, I never truly got over those nerves. I was so performance and results driven. Um, but with MMA, you know, it really opens up and it's, it's a really, fighting is a really spiritual experience, man. You can't hide behind anything. There's no consolation when you lose. Like, you know, in wrestling, in a team match or a team tournament, you know, you get eliminated or you lose. And, you know, there's still that, well, you know, maybe my team won or I didn't get pinned, so I didn't give up that many points, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, in fighting, um, <laughs> you either win or you lose. There's no real if ands or buts about it like uh the one decision loss that i had you know i felt i won that a lot of people looked at the stats and they felt i won that but it doesn't matter it's still a loss on my record um and you know no matter what else happens um and no matter how good you look before the fight in my last fight i was dominating and then you know granted it was an early stoppage or i felt it was a bad stoppage but it still goes down as a loss and that's something I have to live with. So there's no real consolation or um, no, there's no consolation and there's no silver linings really, even when you lose. 
I feel like th it's a little deeper than that. With martial arts, there is the process of the fight camp, and I feel like there is always some growth. So I don't really say a, a consolation prize, but there's new attributes gained throughout the journey. It, it's four fights since your time with the UFC. Uh, rejuvenated, a different one, Adams. What do you feel like has changed with your game or been sharpened? You know, I feel like I've, I've really gotten back to my grappling roots. Um, my entryways have gotten a lot better. I'm not as nervous on the feet anymore. I still don't really, you know, pull the trigger as much as uh, most people like to see heavyweights do. But, you know, I'm seeing things a lot better. Um, you know, I'm getting better exchanges when I go in there. Uh, the weight management's a lot easier now, um, you know, and I'm not miserable i it used to be i was i was miserable for eight weeks leading up to a fight and the, the fight night was the reward but now it's it's really something that i enjoy preparing for you know i don't struggle through a fight camp i'm not miserable i'm i'm happy you know for the opportunity to go out there again so that's been a really big difference uh talking about your development in the striking realm looking at that Richard Odom's fight. You don't you don't see a lot of guys your size with a teeth kick like that. Landed, I think, twice on that fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, I've gotten a lot more confident in my kicks before I used to kind of throw them out there. Um now, like every now and then I'll just slap it just to make sure they're wary, but I, I can really put a lot on my kicks now. Um I'm checking kicks a lot better now. And, uh, you know, I'm not absorbing as much damage anymore, which is which is a really big change for me. You know, it's things that I've always had in my arsenal, but I've always kind of been hesitant or afraid to throw them, and I'm not anymore. From your size, it's easy to control just how massive you are. Do you feel there's any advantages in a different in any different position? Like some guys really like half guard versus side control. And I always think that half guard just looks the best because you have that leg, you're across the body. That's a lot of control. Yeah, you know, I, I love half guard, um, but there's uh, there's different ways to be in half guard. You know, there's the one where you're kind of more at an angle and that leaves your arms open a lot more. Um, but uh, I, half guard is my favorite position to be in on top or even uh, the turtle position because it reminds me a lot of wrestling and it's a ride where I can just really – tire my opponent out, give space when I want them to try and get up and expend energy and then slam them back down. Um, so half guard and turtle are really two of my favorite positions. Talking about the training you're doing, you do it at the Jackson Wink Academy. And you've lived down here now for a little bit in Albuquerque, right? Yeah, two years now, two years. Two years now there under the coaches. Uh, how do you feel that chemistry and relationship has developed? I mean, I feel like it's developed really swimmingly. You know, I um, it's at a point now where I, I kind of know the game plan the coaches are going to give me. They're super confident in my abilities. Um, they're just waiting for the chance for me to get back to a big show so I can really showcase the growth. And, you know, it's – I know their tendencies. I know their style of coaching. Um, and it, that's been really huge. And I've got great relationships with all the coaches here, especially the main uh, – three MMA coaches. We've got Greg, we've got uh, Coach Wink, and then, of course, uh, Joey. So those are, that's kind of like the three main coaches I work with just due to time constraints now. Um, and uh, Joey's actually cornered me for 
I think three of my last four fights and uh, he won't be able to make this one. But I mean, it's one of those things where we all, as soon as we got the opponent, we set a game plan and we're so confident and like, we really feel like could go in there without a coach and win this fight. For Juan, we obviously understand your path of least resistance almost in every fight is you getting on top of guys, using that wrestling pedigree. Uh, how much or how important throughout camp is it working on different entries to disguise inevitably what you're trying to do? Um, it's super important, you know, and we want to get to the point where um, – it's, I'm not just, uh, that's not my only way of winning. You know, we want to get to where, you know, I can win a technical stand-up matchup if I need to. And um, obviously, you know, it hasn't really gotten there yet because as soon as I see an opportunity for a takedown, I do it. And I know once I get the takedown, I, it's usually going to be over. So, um, you know, sometimes when I'm in there, uh, that's how my brain works. It's just like, all right, I want to get this over with. And um, you know, that's for better or worse, that's my default. And we're not really trying to break that default, but we're trying to, you know, use it more as a, as a tool as, 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 uh, as opposed to just that being my go-to all the time. And we're seeing you manipulate these bodies, getting them on the ground. When do we start to see you manipulating limbs? I think that could be the next evolution of the ground game. You taking some submissions. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I I do have a lot of submissions. You know, I, I roll a lot. I, I do a lot of between 10th Planet out here and uh, and the Gracie Baja open mats and, and obviously working with Greg. Like, I know submissions. It's just, for me, I grab a submission and it doesn't work. Like, okay, whatever. But, you know, I hit you. You're going to feel that every time. So... <laughs> So it's a lot about, you know, what you do, what you're comfortable with is effective. And it's, it's hard to do something else when it's being effective. Right. So as we head into this fight, Aaron Rosa, I saw the name and, and I had a double check because this is a guy that you probably saw coming up in the Texas scene a long time ago. He's been away for a while. Any backstory on how this one came together? No, um, you know, I, I asked for another fight immediately after my other one. I wanted a rematch, and, uh, you know, his team said no, promotion said no. So it was like, all right, well, give me whoever will take it. And Aaron Rosa was looking to fight, so I guess not a lot of guys wanted to fight him either. So, yeah, sure, why not? It, it's a sour no. Didn't like the stoppage. Can't change it. Do you feel like that? hurts the momentum like the big shows are going to look at that or with it being readily available for people to access you know people know how the fight went down and that really doesn't hurt where you're trying to get to yeah I feel like anyone that actually watched the fight uh that's that's not really going to hurt my momentum at all but um it, it really ultimately doesn't matter you know I've got if the UFC offers we have a Zufa out in my contract um you know, if another big promotion were to want me to fight for them, I, it'd be harder to get released from this contract. But at the same time, you know, I've got three fights left on it. So I three more wins, that makes me an 11-4 and four heavyweight. I mean, there's not a lot of heavyweights out there with a record like that, uh, even fewer with the finish rate that I have. So I'm not hyper-concerned about it, and I try not to look too far ahead right now, um, just accepting 
things for what they are and adapting best to it uh, from my position. That's all I can do. Obviously, not the success you wanted in the UFC. But so far in this time away, in these two plus years, feels like you've got to address just a, a lot of things within Juan. Do you think that would have happened had you had success in that tenure? Definitely not. You know, um, you know, when I was in the UFC, it was at a point in my life where it was really a dream come true. You know, a, a recognized professional athlete. Um, you know, I had everything that I wanted as a kid, but um, I wasn't really the person that I wanted to be at that time. And had I had that success, it would not have inspired a change within me. And, um, you know, again, it, it goes back to kind of accepting circumstances for what they are and then making the most of them. Um, you know, I had to kind of get out of that mindset of, uh, you know, I'm going to do this, this, and I'm going to stick with it and uh, just kind of bulldozing through all my problems or all my adversities or, you know, getting a plan in mind and trying to force the world to adapt to me. Um, now my philosophy is more so of, you know, taking the world as it is and uh, adapting myself to make it better. Um, and that that's all I can really do. You told me earlier you shared that you're uh, a high school teacher currently. Any students recognize you from some of the big fights? Yeah, a lot of them do. A lot of my coworkers do. Um, I actually don't mention that I'm a, I'm a pro fighter to anyone. Uh, when I first meet them, uh, they ask, you know, what I do outside. And I tell them, like, yeah, I do fight professionally. I still do it. And I kind of leave it at that. Um, but, you know, within my first couple weeks there, the students had all Googled me. and A lot of the teachers had to. And, you know, it was about a week where I was just like, man, I didn't know that you did all this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, I was a part of my life, but uh, it's past now and I'm, I'm focused on the job I'm doing and I kind of leave it at that. So it's funny, but uh, you know, that, that recognition is going down and eventually it's, I, I try and think of it like this and it's what I tell myself before every fight, you know, this isn't what you're known for. This isn't what you're going to be remembered for. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I look at it. I was just hoping this was going to lead to a story like, yeah, first thing I do when I walk in a classroom is put it on a tablet and be like, so when Mr. Adams says, be quiet. <laughs> I, I thought that might have just been a quick little lesson. You give a five-minute round, boom, everybody understands. <laughs> Listen to the teacher when he says so. <laughs> no, I wish, but you know how high schoolers are, especially, you know, at that age, they're trying to establish their place in the world so it's dealing with a lot of ego so i feel like that would just invite more problems than than solving them <laughs> i also got to ask still repping the nickname the kraken definitely uh yeah that's still my nickname um you know it's it's at a point where i i like it uh my fighting style is kind of that of you know dragging you to deep waters and just drowning you slowly but surely so that's what we're trying to do and that's uh it just it just fits pretty well for me and that leads me to ask did you have any kind of feelings either sort of way when the announcement was made that you had to share the nickname with the city of seattle and their hockey team not really no not at all um there uh you know there's not a lot of 
crossover between my fans and, and, and hockey fans. Um, you know, Seattle's pretty cool city. Uh, they've had a lot of success sports-wise, so I can't really knock it. And uh, it's not something I can really change. I can't be like, hey, y'all got to change that because, I mean, they definitely have more money than me, so that wouldn't work out too well. <laughs> Oh, come on. You you got that single collar tie in those uppercuts just like the hockey players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Juan Adams, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the time. Uh, great catching up with you, sir. How can everybody keep up with you on social media? Uh, you know, it's uh, Chosen Juan285 on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not quite as active as I used to be on there, but, uh, you know, I still crank out stories all the time. They're, they're pretty funny. And then uh, my Facebook fan page is Juan the Kraken Adams. So you can find me there. Oh, and, and I got to mention, actually, before Juan had left his full-time job to become an athlete, I got to say, you were like a top three follow on Facebook. The stories of break time, or what you would do in the restaurant, man, just hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, the Kaga Con Kraken. Uh, yeah, that was my poop stories. That was always fun. <laughs> Thank you, sir, and nothing but continued success. No problem, man. Thank you so much.